for the notification to come up, so I can no. post it to the appropriate places. I saw a video how the Hero 10 can be a webcam. Really? And it can go in through... Uh, uh, it can go in through uh, HDMI, like it streams through that. But what it doesn't do is it never uses its own uh, uh, microphone. You can't do that. I mean, ours is on the wall over there. It's just fine. I mean, and the Hero 10, I mean, you're going to have to have... I don't know if it'll charge or, or something like that. I guess using that, I guess using the Hero 10 would be an option if if we uh, if we had to do a live stream like on the road or something like that. Yeah, options and such. Hmm. Just yeah. So anybody, everybody, welcome to our uh, Zero Podcast 104. This is a short one. I have cognitive behavioral therapy at. 4 p.m., which means we need to wrap this up in one hour. So this is going to be a relatively short one. Yep. Thank you for joining us. Uh, we're probably going to get the sign after 30 minutes. Sounds good. Um, so we, uh, Nick has stuff to do this weekend. I'm going to be out on the road this weekend uh, filming some new cars. Now, we didn't get them from manufacturers. We got them from uh, private individuals, but we're going to have some uh, either 2021 or 2022 vehicles. Um, but I get to film in the rain in Pittsburgh this weekend. Although we're not going to be in, in I'm not going to be in Pittsburgh. We learned our lesson. Like there's no, you can't film in Pittsburgh unless you close roads and stuff like that. So we're going to be outside town, but at least I get to do the Pittsburgh run this weekend and well, the Pittsburgh, well, today's Wednesday. Right? No, today's Thursday. Today's Thursday. So I got to go to Pittsburgh tomorrow. Yeah. Um, After we do what we have to do. Yeah, we got to film. And the second we're done filming, I have to come back here, dump footage, recharge camera batteries, and then head out to Pittsburgh. Um, I'll be staying with a friend of this show, Justin Lose. You remember him as the owner of the 1925 Model T and also my rally partner for... Uh, the Lemons Rally. Uh, on the topic of the Lemons Rally, uh, I was able to catch up with the folks from 24 Hours of Lemons on Friday, earlier this week. And that was up at the Circle Drive-In in Dixon City, which is a suburb of Scranton, uh, for the retreat from Moscow that's going on this week. Um, I saw a, a bunch of stuff, but like while I was there, like, I was trying to be present in the now, and of course, shout out to Matt Fair who recommended recommended to me the uh, the book, The Power of Now, um, and also, of course, shout out to uh, Adler the Eagle from that channel because we were talking about uh, his his stuff in therapy is stuff like he is obsessive over the future. Oh, like all the what ifs, what if it could happen? He, he showed me like he's doing art therapy yeah. and he showed me pictures of like what he he's like doing artistic renderings of what anxiety looks like to him. Like <laughs> these, these abstract things. I can show them to you. One of them, I said, I can hear this picture, you know, <laughs> just look like static. 
Uh, for me, I obsess over the past all the time. I'm often replaying moments in my head where I just can't believe I did that. I screwed that up. And for content, I can read you guys uh, my uh, automatic thought worksheet that I got from my therapist. Um, we'll get into uh, various ge very generous very donation generous. from Isaac. Thank you so thank much. Thank you to the super chats. You are literally paying me, paying for my therapy. <laughs> so thank you. And this is all this is all stuff that um, I never dealt with. I mean, I've been in therapy at least five different times throughout life, but um, I was always in therapy as punishment mm. for doing something, either doing something wrong in school, which usually means making a bad joke or making references, or we're really scared of the things that you're saying. And I'm like, I'm trying to express myself and the way you, and when you express yourself in school, you get in trouble. Yeah. So... I mean, figure that out. school is not exactly a domain for expression. No. I mean, in a lot of ways, even the places where you're allowed to express yourself like art or music, yeah, it's still not exactly encouraged because I suppose having people who think too are out, far outside of some prescripted box is just... Yeah, this sounds very like I'm edgy and I'm 14, but mm -hmm. it's something where... Right. Well, I, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's school like there it's there to be a structural yeah. paradigm. It's learning litigated, um, which is great alliteration. Um, pronounced Barnett house. Um, Bar let me, Barnett let house. me get my, let me grab my homework. <laughs> oh, and thanks to everyone who, uh, watched the Christmas music video or bought or downloaded or streamed the single. I really appreciate it. Mm -hmm. Cheers. Cheers to you guys. Mm. So what I have here is my thought log. Uh, and they're two of them different formatted. The therapist just said, eh, just print whatever you want out. They're all kind of the same. Um, so what I have is this one has four categories. This other one has like six. Um, the simpler one goes, there's an event that happened, like an event happens in your day. You have a thought, and this is the consequence and behavior of that thought. And then lastly, there's the rational counter, sta counter statement. So, um, so the event is, I have three cars right now. I have the Sarah, the uh, Susie, the forerunner, and then the third car, which is the giveaway car. And the third car is parked on the street right now. And the event is I park on the street because I have a third car for a while and my garage is a two car. And the thought is I have a neighbor with a truck who like works first shift. So he's like up at six and leaving because I can hear him when he starts up his truck in the morning. And my thought is neighbor with truck must hate me because I'm taking up room on the street. And the consequence of behavior is I worry that he might confront me and accuse me of making his life difficult. Mm. The counter statement is I'm allowed to park my car in front of my own house. Yeah. Like what the hell? I mean, it's a point where you have to realize you're not being the irrational one. If the proposed uh, consequence were to come to pass. Mm. Next one is 
Um, the event is, I see, there's this one guy at my gym. There's always characters at the gym. Well, this is big arm guy. I mean, there's a bunch of guys with big arms, but there's a guy with really big arms. So this is big arm guy. The big arm guy at the gym is near me and he's not smiling. And the thought is, He's two seconds away from finding a reason to punch me or false charge me because I've got too close to him or his girlfriend. Um, and he like lifts and deadlifts. His girlfriend is like this Amazon looking girl. It's definitely lifting bro and lifting broette ah, there yeah. at the gym. And my first thought is like, this guy is probably teething with anger at everything. And I don't want to like, like walking in between a bear and, and his cub. I don't want to get anywhere near him or his girl. And so the consequence of this thought is I keep my head down when I'm around him and I use machines and weights that are far away from him. So if there's a pair of weights and he's near them, I will leave the weight room, walk down the hall and go to the MMA room because the extra weights, there's like an extra weight rack, like the overflow weights that don't like match anything. There's just, yeah. not that there's a pile of them, but there's like one of the old racks is in the other room. So I'll just go in the MMA room and even if there's someone else doing something there, I will do arm stuff in that room and go out of my way. I'll walk across the entire building just to not be near this guy ah. because I'm afraid of what he might do. Yes. Even though I have no evidence for that. And the count, rational counter argument is he has headphones on. He's absorbed in his own workout. He probably doesn't even notice you. Um, I'm going to skip this one because I name names. Um, so and, and this is about the Lemons rally. Uh, the event was I was invited to the Lemons pre-rally car show. That was earlier this week when I drove to Scranton. And my thought is they don't want brian they want mr regular so the consequence and behavior of that thought is i'm thinking of excuses to stay home and the rational counter statement is these are people who care enough to invite you to the show uh even though you're not even in the rally they just want to see you just drive up there and go so i did drive up there and go and then i had another thought because it was at a drive-in movie theater so i'm driving up the driveway and there's other rally people showing up and as i make the corner and turn and i can see the screen i see my own face and they're just showing our they're showing the 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 ivan verlan oh yeah the the West rally Valley, show yeah. the good uh the the one where he filmed the the retreat from moscow the one with production values yeah <laughs> and also like justin Lowe's is there too and it's like huh well i guess they care enough that I'm coming here and they're showing my own videos on, on the movie screen. Yeah. But then I had another bad thought is I cannot live up to me going up there. But you created you <laughs> like that's the, I know, right? Yeah. It's that, I mean, I understand the, the concern because it comes from a very honest place because that's a concern that a lot of us have where we build and this is not to minimize anything that you're going through. Mm. I just mean that like a lot of people have that concern of what if I don't stack up to what people expect of me. Mm -hmm. And at a certain point, I think you have to allow yourself to just 
be whoever you're going to be, however you want to be without having to worry about what other people think, which is way easier said than done. I mean, mm -hmm. that's something that takes work to get to. And I obviously can't completely identify because even though like I'm a part of this, I'm not like the same I'm not a personality like my character such as the Roman exists mm -hmm. is much closer to me, mm -hmm. I suppose. And so I don't feel like I'm necessarily having to put on a character mm -hmm. or put on or to be on. And so I, I don't know. I understand when you kind of express that there is this concern that you won't stack up, but I feel like you also, it's like you wrote in your sheet of knowing like deep down that they want you there for you that they wouldn't have invited you in the first place if they didn't have if they didn't see some value to the person you are yeah. and the value that you would bring as who you are that's true they didn't ask me do you want to film anything they didn't ask me do you want to review anything they just said just come yeah yeah and i mean realistically it's like you even in the videos when you're being mr regular you are not mr regular like all the time like there's a lot of just normal brian in there yeah and so i i feel like it's almost reductive to you to think that the only thing about the persona that you put forward is just the brown jokes guy mm -hmm. um because the the mr regular character itself is more than that mm -hmm. in a way so i don't know it's something to chew on, I suppose. The big trick for me is to, and this is where the hard work comes in, to no longer believe my core, what may be my core identity, which is some variation of unworthy or like you are unworthy of love. Um, or I am unworthy of love. I am unworthy of affection. I am internally flawed and I'm only here by the grace of, you know, some other person. Um, I remember every birthday, my grandmother would give me uh, a check for college. Now we're talking single digits here, yeah. like eight she would give me this check and it would be, I don't know what it was, what the number was, but it was really like, this is for your college. And it would be made out to me. I would get it and then hand it to my parents. Cause of course, then they would I put it in a bank account or something. And I remember thinking, well, I understand that this is for college, which is this event that's happening, you know, 10 years from now, which is a forever time for a kid in elementary school. But there was some performative gestures to that. Grandma would sit there with this You know that that is a type of smile where the lips are really pursed. It's a it's it's a smile, but it's a mm -hmm. 
and let's just call this check a thousand dollars or something like that. Some yeah. number that a little kid thinks is a lot of money. And I would get this check and I remember both mom and dad would be looking at me. Grandma would be looking at me and any aunts and uncles who were there for the birthday would be looking at me. And I realized then that I had, I, I had to be thankful enough that grandma would be happy because there would be always now say thank you. And it was almost a scolding tone. Now say thank you. But I'm like, I knew at the, there, there was the, there was this feeling that I was I was mature enough up here, <laughs> not emotionally, but like mentally, like I'm just a little kid. The fuck am I going to do with a thousand dollars? Here you go. You hand it. I don't get to buy art. I don't get to go to Radio Shack and buy radio controlled cars with this. Yeah, I don't get to do anything. This could be any number here invest it, do whatever you want. But there was like this little pageant going on where I learned to be very, very excited. I would put on a show of excitement for this dollar value, which seemed to placate grandma hmm. and make mom and dad happy. And then I'd hand it. And then, you know, then it was cake time. It is interesting to consider taking the adult's feelings into account as a child in wanting yeah. to have them be satisfied because you know that's what's expected of you mm -hmm. even if the adult should know that a child maybe doesn't have a frame of reference right. for how yeah. much money that is yeah um and i mean ultimately i think it leads to this discontinuity with how we process things that we're supposed to be excited about later in life yeah because we're so used to that performative excitement that it almost becomes indistinguishable from the real thing, mm -hmm. depending on, you know, I guess the level at which you commit to it. But that is interesting. I remember there were moments where I was at a car show, not RCR's one, but you know, other car shows and someone came up to me and they wanted to show me their car and I didn't give a shit. Mm. Usually it's a Subaru WRX. <laughs> I don't care. I've seen a million of them. But I would put on an affectation of being impressed by their Cobb tune yeah. on their WRX. Who cares? But I knew that's what they wanted. And there's also this feeling that by the grace of the fans, I don't have to clean the shoe factory. I don't have to yeah. clean solo labs in Kutztown, the shoe insole factory. I'm not a janitor anymore. So anyway, here's the other CBT, C CBD, CBD. Charlie Bravo Tango thought record. This one has more categories in it per, per, in, per moment. Oh yeah, and this is pretty much what I was talking about. The situation is most car shoots. The automatic thought is make them think you're having a good time. They will only like you if they think you're happy. And so the mood and emotion during car shoots is performative happiness. The evidence for the thought is that I do a lot of fake smiles and I, and I give them the podcast laugh. Ah. Um, and the evidence against the thought is that, well, no, I mean, people like it when I make sad videos, they're honest. 
if I'm not having a good time. Of course, the alter and the alternative thought is it's okay to be honest and ask to be understood. Uh, and the outcome of, I don't know what to write for outcome, I just wrote untested here. Um, next example is, uh, and this is all stuff I'm going to be going over to the with the therapist in about an hour. Uh, this happened last night or the night before. Uh, this is over at Ben's house. Ben gives me cases of beer for free. And the automatic thought is, be sure to thank Ben enough for beer. You're not thanking him enough. Mm. And the mood or emotion that came along with that is guilt. And the evidence for that thought is, I remember when he said, would you like to take some beer to go? And what I said was, I guess I'll have some. And I was act, acting noncommittal. Yeah. Even though, of course, I want some free beer. But the thought is, like, am I being greedy? And the evidence against that thought is, Ben is a warehouse manager for, Bo he's been on this show before. He's a warehouse manager for Boston beer. He gets more beer than he could possibly consume. You're doing him a favor. And the alternative thought is Ben is just being a good neighbor here. Here's stuff that literally costs me nothing. Have enjoy. And the outcome is I drink the beer. Yeah. Um, and this is something that happens multiple times throughout the day. The situation doesn't really matter. I was just making coffee. But then, then I have these like recurring thoughts of times that I screwed up and did stupid things. Um, the, auto, the automatic thought was, hey, remember the time you screwed over a customer when you worked in the food court down below the uh, down below the dining hall at Kutztown University and you gave this somebody's dad only three mozzarella sticks because that's how much you thought you were supposed to give. And then he came back and complained and you said, sorry, there's nothing you could do. You were a real asshole for doing that, huh? So the mood and emotion is shame. And the evidence for having that thought is me just trying to stop the thought. Like I was saying out loud, get out of my head, get out of my head, get out of my head, stop. Because I'm just trying to like stop the thought. Um, the evidence against that thought is, well, he didn't kill you, did he? You're still here. The alternate thought is you were just a 20-year-old kid flipping burgers. What do you know? And And the outcome is, I mean, I don't know what the outcome is. There's nothing to be done. It's 20 years later. Yeah, I had a similar situation that runs through my head where I was in, I believe, like ninth grade, right? And I'm behind this kid in lunch line and he goes ahead and something happens related to like his paying for his lunch. But I go to pay for mine and the lunch lady says something about how um, this kid, I think he either paid more or possibly something along those lines than he was supposed to. And um, I thought she was saying it to me. And I basically said that like, it's not a big deal. Like just forget about it. It's fine. And it sounds like I'm telling her to just like make off with the kid's money. And she's like, actually that's not okay. Blah, 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 blah. And I'm just like, ah, that's such a like 14 year old Nick feeling badly and then it reverberates throughout time to yeah. where i still feel somewhat guilty about it now to where i want to like i don't know there are any number of situations that <clears throat> sort of echo throughout that i think i could have handled that better and yet strangely enough the ones that stick with me the most are never really the big ones like 
you know, falling, fallings out with friends and, you know, the end of relationships. Those are things that really suck in the moment. But for whatever reason, I just, I think part of it is I can't hang on to those for my own like sanity because yeah. if I do like, it's going to be all I ever think about, you know, and it's something where I don't want to be, I don't want like my future decisions to be overcome by the weight of the mistakes that I've made in the past. Mm -hmm. uh, like I would like to learn and grow from things, but I don't want to feel like I'm necessarily like a lost cause or someone who's always making the same mistakes over and over again. Like I'd like to think that at some level things are progressing and I get to be better at being a person <laughs> over time. Whereas I wasn't always sure I was. So, yeah. yeah, all those little, all those little curbed your enthusiasm moments yeah. that, that just hang around. That'll be another thing. I should make another worksheet that just says like the intrusive thoughts one. It was yeah. like, Hey, remember the time you screwed up? I mean, I, I know how you mentioned how, uh, people like when you do sad content and I re remember how, like, I'm like going by whenever I have free time is kind of like just the way some people play mobile games. And I'm going back and transcribing like the old journal videos, mm. like looking at the comments for those, they're always really like well received. They're mm. always very, um, like just comment after comment of people who can identify with what you're talking about, even, or people realizing like, Hey, I've been looking for a way to like put into words what I'm feeling. And I'm mm. glad that like you were able to do that now. I, I'm not saying that to make it sound like a compulsion or like I'm compelling you to like do that again. I'm just saying how, I don't know. I think you have a lot more in common with, or other people have a lot more in common with you than you might think. Mm. Right there in my head, there's blocking going on. Like I, maybe that's ego thinking that, oh, I'm so screwed up. There's no way people could empathize or be going through the same thing alone. I walk. Yeah. But that is also the ego trying to protect itself. And I guess maybe the end goal is of cognitive behavioral therapy is to stop or change the ego or trick it, or just do something where it fights to maintain the flawed sense of self. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah. like when my parents said, you know, we love you very much. I immediately didn't believe that yeah. there's something in there that said, um, you're just saying that because you're supposed to be a parent. You detest me. Yeah. I'm making your life difficult. Now, granted, I wasn't an easy kid to raise. So they could say, like, we love you over and over again. And I would, I learned to say, and I love you too. I would learn to parrot it back. Mm. But inside, I'm like, this is, this is, this is a trick. This is like, 
like customer servicing or a valued customer. Thank you for waiting. The next available agent will be, you know, online. Yeah. The call is very important, important to, to us. us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was, it was that, that was the emotion I was feeling. All right. It's pretty much three o'clock. Let's get to these super chat questions. Super chat. I've, I have a feeling this is going to be like the RCR fit cast because I saw a lot of questions about the Honda fit in mm -hmm. there um, from different people, which mm -hmm. is interesting because uh, people have Honda fit on the brain or Honda mm. Jazz, which, uh, if I remember correctly, has been discontinued. And so F's in the chat for the Honda Fit. So it's our, uh, starting here with the first one. Uh, Joseph Kramer says, Brown, also, will you guys review a third-gen Honda Fit? Still kind of bummed out they axed it in 2020. Oh, yeah, there he goes. Yep. We'll do one if it fits the schedule. This is another thing I feel sad about when someone says will you do a blank yeah and it's a yes or no question and the answer is i don't know mm -hmm. that's the true answer or when i'm talking to someone in person that said would you want to do my blank or they say you know i have a blank are you interested in it yeah and this is one of those things where i don't think i can say the right answer like no i'm not but but they would be heartbroken if I said that. Like I don't know, because yeah. I don't know. Are you interested in it? Like, do you want to film it? I, that is such a huge question. And I and I and I understand the whole reason we have this job is is because we have people who really really want us to review and make jokes about their cars. But but the process to get one done takes months. Yeah, and it's a question that I can't answer right here in this muddy parking lot at a drive-in movie theater. That and there are levels to the question itself. Are you saying, are you interested because, or, or do you want us to film it because you think we're going to reinforce what you already think about the car? Yeah. Like, are you love your car and you think we're going to love it too? And the video is going to be a, a monument to how lovable your car is. Mm -hmm. Because if that's the case, like, I don't know, you have to there's a certain level of risk involved and the risk is that we might not like your car and we might say some not so nice things about it. Yeah. Not about you and not even necessarily about your specific car, but just mm -hmm. the car in general, Yeah. you know, as it exists. And so that's a difficult thing too, because even if you say you are interested in it, you might not be interested in it for the same reason that they're interested in offering it. Yeah. So it's a strange yeah. Thing. And when we do go negative, nowadays we tend to clear it. Yeah. The person. Give them a heads up or, yeah. or be like, uh, all right. Look, I, 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 I understand you have this vehicle, you like this vehicle, but I want to go full negative on it. Yeah. May I do that? Uh, so thank you, Joseph. Isaac, the generous donation just says Merry Christmas. Thank you. Thank Merry you so Christmas. much. Merry Christmas it. to you. Matt Barthenhouse. Bart Barthenhouse? Bart house. Yeah. Thank you. It's pronounced Bart house like burnt house, but with aren't therapy is good. You have any uh, opinions on the third gen Honda fit? It's my favorite and car. I have no opinions on the third gen fit cause I never drove one. I'd like to, um, uh, you know, around here, I don't see any fits. No, even though they're still being made, Around here, they're done. I see plenty of Chevy Aveos. <laughs> oh, yes. That's so true. I live about like 45 minutes to an hour outside of Philly, and mm -hmm. I see Chevy Aveos everywhere. Yeah. I don't get it. 
um, other than the idea that it's, I suppose, a three thousand uh, dollar car. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much the only thing that I can think of. Yeah, that, and they want to buy American, I guess. Maybe. Yeah. Great. Nice day, Woo. Yeah. <laughs> um, Boris, hello, Boris. Hope therapy is going well for you. I don't know if it's going well or not. I just started, but thank you. I, I am comfortable with the therapist. Um, here's to you guys. Cheers. Thank you, Boris. Dustin Docker with a generous donation. Thank you. I started a new job last week and the office back bathrooms are stocked with 80 grit toilet paper tips on how to promote my Brown from turning red. Uh, yeah. One wipe Charlie's or any like baby wipes. Literally what? you get, you got to get the finishing touches. Fuck those sewer systems. Either, either yeah. you bleed or they clog. Pick, take your pick. Yeah. Well, here's, uh, well, first of all, fiber is your friend and, uh, get it dietarily if possible. Like don't rely on like capsules because you're probably not going to get enough fiber that way. You need to have like fibrous foods or just do the Metamucil and put it in your like water or something mm -hmm. to where, um, so you're not pooping paste. Yeah. And also like, and I know this from experience because like you can go see like my last RCR journal was from a year ago. It was the, uh, the, colonoscopy one is called the Cameron Diaz experience. And I talk about like the whole experience of like, Oh, it's red now. Now I'm scared what's happening. And a lot of it is that because I have a job where I'm like sitting at the computer for most of my day, oftentimes I forget to like walk around, loosen things up. And that's one way to that. Like you end up with hemorrhoids, hemorrhoids bleed, and then your Brown is red and it's not a fun time, but also, you know, if you keep semi-active, if you have fiber, if you, I don't know, do the one wipe Charlie's or use a bidet, whatever. Oh uh, yeah, that's like the 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 big time move is to sneak into your office, install a bidet, <laughs> and then like, well, the bidet that's gonna make you gay. <laughs> it's water. Like anyone who's gone swimming has had yeah. the bidet experience. Like I would used to park myself by the jets in a pool and just like enjoy that because it's just great. Yeah. Uh, Matt again. Thank you, Matt. Good God. I copied and pasted an incomplete message and sounded like a jerk. Therapy helped me work through complex trauma and excited that you're doing the same. Yep. Oh gosh. I have this feeling that I'd love to go confront old bullies, but, uh, you know, say you do and say that you get exactly what you want and they fall to their knees and beg for forgiveness. And then you do now what you're mm. still, you're still me with my old problems. Yeah. I always have the recurring dream of like encountering exes and because I didn't have bullies. I had bad relationships that I wish I could kind of turn things around on. And sometimes I have those dreams. And then even in the dream, it's kind of like, okay, so yeah, it's just, eh. it's like, it's not the, it's a power fantasy for a reason because it's a fantasy. It's yeah. like not going to be that way in real life. So you just learn to kind of not dwell on it, I suppose, because there's no outcome that ends better than, what you're already fantasizing it to be. So, yeah. Zach, Zach asks, how hard was it to add dynamite to Silicon Sally? It was difficult because I took the door cards off. Arf. I took door cards off and I pulled back carpet 
pulled back clips. So there was some like interior uh, trim pieces getting removed and, you know, breaking off plastic clips and having to replace them. So if that's difficult to you, then yeah. So I'm putting Dynamat on the outside of the doors. Um, it helped kind of, but you're not going to untin box one of those things. Yeah. Um, so th there's a lot of noise that comes through, uh, and it's a thin car. So I, no, I, it's Dynamat's expensive and you're going to spend about $250 and I don't know how well that's going to do. Yeah. Put yeah. earplugs in if your commute's not that long, yeah. that, that's, that's going to reduce the noise much more than than putting dynamat in the car it's not going to make it quiet also as we learned when we did the seven series windows those windows on the seven series did a lot yeah uh the windows on cheap cars they're just thin windows because they're keeping the weight down that that's a lot of noise comes in that way the roof too so yeah uh yeah it's it's a boomy car man and that's that's one of the reasons why it's so good on gas that it's light. Uh, Mark Rosenberg uh, says, anytime you can avoid northeastern Pennsylvania, you need to do it. Scranton is not that great. Wilkes-Barre has its moments. Yeah, I think uh, Jess McAndrew would, would agree. Scranton is where you go if you have to go to federal court. <laughs> uh, Wilkes-Barre is a little bit better. Yeah. Um, and also outside. Yeah, like NEPA is where you go to go skiing. That's my view of NEPA. Thanks, Mike. Uh, get him, get him, Steve, Dave. That's a nice reference from the View Askew universe. Will you make a new state review video? I don't know. That's, yeah. that's next I, thing. Love the last one, and you should make one about Jersey. I mean, there's movies made about Jersey. Yeah. Well, I mean, but part of it is trying to distill an entire state down into like a 20-minute video, which is humorous to me if for no other reason than that it, it's like even in the PA one, like we never really touch on like Western PA. Yeah. It's like we stopped at the Susquehanna River. Yeah. And we're just kind of like, yeah, screw it. Like this is our experience. You people in pop. I don't know. Yeah. And it's just, I could do one about Jersey because I have family in Jersey. It's just that it would be more like of Pennsylvania, a Pennsylvanian view of Jersey. Yeah. It's it, and more or less, it's like, well, these are the things that we think about when we think New Jersey. And it's like, I don't know. I, I like the part of New Jersey my sister lives in and I don't like any other part of it, <laughs> which, but I, I bristle against necessarily taking a dump on an entire state. Cause yeah. I think like, you know, there are positives in every place. Most of Jersey is farmland. Yeah. And that never gets shown on TV. Most of Jersey is nothing. When I was there last picking up the uh, the next giveaway car, uh, we were doing Jersey talk because, you know, Burnash lives in Jersey and and um, the other guy who picked us up, I think he lives in Jersey too. Uh, he was saying Lakewood, New Jersey is the cam is the Toyota Camry bumper car ca uh, capital of the world. And as you go to Lakewood, it's nothing but Honda Odysseys. Uh, Toyota Camrys, all with the Camry dent, and uh, the other one, Toyota Avalons. Yeah. And it's all that. They're all gray or 
gold. And I think Jim Shulman said they drive by sound over there. <laughs> it's like echo. I mean, it's, 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 it's a it's a fancy way. It's it's a long way to say, you know, it, it's it's an elderly community. Yeah. An elderly town where it's all bumping into each other. Yeah. It seems like a chaos incarnate. Uh, Jonathan Cannon, no question, but thank you for the super chat. Thank you so much. Stunt Granny, that's a good name. Uh, thank you for sharing everything with us. Hey, thanks for listening, man. I appreciate it. Uh, Quaxum Lefidida. Quaxum Lefidida. Haven't seen them in with, a hot minute. With uh, $6.90, nice. nice. Have a good time here in Pittsburgh this weekend. I know Justin L. doesn't like Isley's in, in Westview, but I recommend it for weekend brunch. Yeah, unfortunately, we're not going to be doing any kind of brunch. Uh, I'm going to roll in late for, late tomorrow night. And then uh, we got to film. Uh, oh, yeah, we have an 11 o'clock start tomorrow. Yeah, yeah um, I, I have it on the calendar. And also the film shoot on me on Saturday in the greater Pittsburgh area. That's also an 11 o'clock start. But Justin wanted to go out and see this band afterwards. So I think I have to make sure I wrap that by like 3 p.m. So we can get back and uh, time to go back out in town. One of the things for uh, um, Susie is to replace her windshield, but that's not until inspection rolls around. Because um, I'm I was there with uh, well, I could try the four hundred grit. I was able to polish the windshield on on the Sarah and it came out really nice. There's none of that. You know, you're sometimes driving and you have an old windshield and a car comes the other way and you can see that vertical beam of light reflected off the windshield. Yeah. Um, that's usually from where like wipers have scored the windshield. I was able to get that off of, of the Sarah. And of course, the Sarah also had a lot of hard water etching, which 4000 grit uh, finishing polish you know, got rid of. I mean, I had to press pretty hard and do it for over an hour. Um, but I was able to clean the windshield up on the Sarah real nice. But the Forerunner, that one's pretty etched. And it's weird because, you know, only 75,000 miles. So how did someone etch that windshield up that much with the wipers? I'll bet maybe they never changed the wipers. Or they were the type of people who only clean their windshield with their washer nozzles. Mm. And that a washer nozzles, like, I'm cleaning it. It's like, you're just pushing the dirt in to clean a if to clean a windshield, it's even more than the dunk with squeegee. You're, you're out there with soap and water. You're getting the gunk and the tree gunk out of the porous surface that a windshield is. You're getting it out of all the little pit marks. And that's how you deep clean it. And then you go back with like, with like an alcohol or like um, invisible glass. And then once that's clean, then goes on. Uh, either Aquapel or Rain-X or even just turtle wax. Wax your windshield, get a layer of protection on there. Of course, that's more work than your average person wants to do. So people are like, I'm going to clean my windshield. Spray, yeah. smear. <laughs> and then I'm looking at the windshield on that car. It's just streak left and right. Those etches are in there. But Safe Light makes a glass and there's a Safe Light right at, um, right near Fairground Square Mall. And I went online and the quote was like 280 for hmm. a whole, just pull in new windshield. Wow. Yeah. That's yeah. so, and then there's already like a chip 
on the glass mm -hmm. that was there when I bought it. It's in a perfect spot where the uh, rear view mirror hides it. I can't see it. Uh, but there are people saying, you know, there's a chip there. And I'm like, yeah, but I can't see it. Yeah. Um, but I don't want to be ha have to do that thing uh, where you replace the windshield and then you have to carry around that piece of the old windshield that has your inspection sticker on it. Ah. So I'm just going to deal with this windshield for a year. And then when it comes time next October, just like right before I take it in, go to safe light and get a new windshield provider. We don't get like a hail thing. Oh God, yeah. not another one of those. I didn't even have a car back then and I was miserable about it. It's just the notion of so much. Well, I mean, granted that, that was an extraordinary circumstance because usually uh, I can't remember a time in any time locally where we got like hail to that extent mm -hmm. that was that big, that was, you know, falling like that. Mm -hmm. It was just, I don't know. It's madness. Oh, I got my new tires on. That was, oh, yeah. uh, okay. So quick story. It was basically, I made it to our shoot last Saturday and, uh, I was like, yeah, um, I just noticed or I felt something and I looked at my front right tire and it was kind of uh, deflated a bit. And so Brian had his um, air gun and helped fill it up. And strangely enough, uh, like I made the appointment to go get my tires out because I honestly needed new tires. Like it was past time. But strangely enough, I was there were no punctures. And so I was expecting that yeah. on the – yeah. Oh, I was because Ben and I were wondering about your tire because we were there spraying, you know, cleaner on it, trying to find where the bubbles were. Yeah. And it was super weird because like when you came to the shoot, the, your tire was soft. And then afterwards, uh, when when the shoot was done, that, that the the little Ryorby Rattler there yeah. was reading nine pounds in the tire. Yeah. And when I I had stopped at a Wawa on the way home to see if the tire needed any more air because I just wanted to get home and then schedule the um the tires because it was Sunday. Like there was nobody who was yeah. gonna take me. And uh it had lost like basically no pressure. Mm -hmm. And so I have no idea what the deal was. Um mm -hmm. because there were no perforations. Uh, I, I don't. I'm sure if I looked online, I could find out what that was all about. But they couldn't get me in until yesterday, mm -hmm. and so I was like not driving the car at all. Mm -hmm. And at no point did like the car, even when I was driving to Morgantown, like I did not lose any more of that pressure. It was mm -hmm. very strange. Like the tire was still rock hard and everything, huh. and so. I don't know. Oh. Histories, mysteries. Yeah. Um, Diego Martinez says, what are your thoughts on the Chevy Cobalt SS turbocharge? I've been looking to, uh, for one, but they're hard to find. Um, that was a car that probably should have been more famous than it was. <sighs> because... Gosh, everything gets compared to the WRX, but you know the WRX is the gold standard for inexpensive turbocharged fun. Mm. Yeah, throw a tune on. Like, what? What are my honestly thoughts about the Chevy Cobalt SS? Fantastic engine, shit car. It's not comfortable. It's loud. It rattles. It wasn't built as Clarkson said. It wasn't built with much care. It's fast and uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's 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 the most miserable you will be going fast <laughs> no one will like it 
the the interior rattles. It's just early 2000s GM nonsense. Uh, there's going to be huge play in the steering. You can improve it, which would make it just rattle more. Yeah. I think it's a fantastic car for a car show. Hey, remember this? That was pretty nice. Yeah, it was decently fast. It's a fantastic car to look at yeah. <laughs> and talk about. <laughs> Actually, living with the thing would drive you nuts. I can imagine it would, and it would probably drive your neighbors nuts too. You know what it's like? It's it's like the Buick Grand National. I was I saw something on on Twitter that someone posted uh there was a grand national on like either cars and bids or bring a trailer and it sold for $55,000. And the tweet was my dreams of, it looks like I'll never be able to afford the car I want or someone who really wanted a grand national. And, uh, Oh, it, it, it gets further and further away from me as the price of grand nationals go up. And it's like, yeah, but this is a bad car. Hey. Like I greatly enjoyed driving the grand national that we got. But it's a very, very poor vehicle. You know, it, it it falls apart around you. The engine's kind of nice. Yeah. It makes a good sound. It looks mean as hell. That's all it does. It's still, it's not a J body. What is it, a B body? No, I forget. People in the comments correct me. What's the body? We even said it in the video. What's the body of a Grand National? The, the doors, when you pull them, they sag. <laughs> like they're so big and heavy, they pull on their own hinges. The windows don't seal. The bumper fillers fall off. The wheels don't stay aligned. The interior trim, none of it aligns. The seats will make your back hurt. You're like in this permanent slouch that, you know, is bad for your spine. Yeah. But it looks mean. They look very, very nice. Grand National. It's one of those rare cases where mean G body. Look. Thank you. Thank you. It's a G body. Mm. I'm sorry. What were you saying? Oh, uh, no, it's just one of the few cases where something looking mean actually equates to it looking nice. Cause yeah. a lot of the mean looking cars now come across as try hard in a really obvious way. Oh, the Honda CVs, the, like the, like the jacked up civic. That's a crossover. That's not going to, it's like, I guess a replacement for the old school CRV. I don't know. Like that thing, grass and gravel SUVs as the Europeans say, or British say, or yeah. UK people say it thinks it's Kafka, but it's really just Ultros. What's that? Uh, it's Final Fantasy VI reference. So it thinks it's the final boss, but it's really the uh, mini recurring mini boss that you struggle to take seriously because he's a friggin' octopus. Mm. It's like how did he infiltrate a, a, a friggin' opera show? Well, I mean, it's a JRPG, so we don't ask questions. Yeah. Brian Silverman doesn't have a question, just a donation. Thank you very much. This money is going straight to my therapist. Um, we got 10 minutes before I have to wrap this up. So, uh, yeah, regular chat. If you guys got any questions that, I don't know, freebies or whatever. Yeah. Or, you know, anyone else who's in the spirit of giving and having questions answered in return. I got to sit on the toilet before I go to therapy so I don't fart up his office in the strip mall <laughs> next to the rip off Whole Foods. Oh, the, the yeah. Nature that, and discovery something yeah. or other. 
Yeah. Oldsmobile Tom says it's classic 442. Oh, there we go again. There we go again. Maybe I can clean my butthole out by just spraying it with a bidet. Mm, give it a good mm. old spray. Gold's Gym. There, was there a Gold's Gym in Reading? Uh, yes. There was also one in Wyomissing that I used to go to, and I had a Stairmaster that I would use all the time, and I thought I was going to die at the end of every yeah. session because you get to choose your levels, and so they have the little uh, digital gauge there that's just uh it shows you the different levels and shows the the terrain <laughs> if it were to exist in real life and so i'm doing these sort of laddered type things that almost look like those uh little bases in space invaders that they're mm. trying to get to and you get up over one and then it kind of evens out and now you're like on more level terrain and so you're not going as steep or as hard but by the end of it, it's like I sweat like some type of dying animal, and yeah. now I've burned like 150 calories. Yeah, yeah. I'm just like it's I hate an incredibly low number. Yeah, I'm for like, the I... amount of brutality you're with, you're you're enduring. Yeah, I'm like I've had it with Earth. This is ridiculous. I'm so glad I'm not from here. <laughs> <laughs> That's a line. <laughs> How and you... that that would that would be a cool thing to have like a uh, um a MAME emulator hooked up to a, to some sort of like Stairmaster or elliptical machine, just play old school video games. Oh, that would be cool to play. Yeah. I mean, it's tough because the longer you're on it, the dumber, that's the way I feel. The, yeah. long, the more cardio I do, the dumber I get, but honestly, the happier I am. No, it's like, I, I feel dumber. My posture gets worse. Uh, <laughs> my musical uh, taste goes in the toilet. Yeah. My, I'm not even bothering trying to look for anything to change. I, it has to be, uh, either a podcast where I'm already listening to it yeah, or a playlist where I'm not going to have any objections about whatever's next. Mm. Like I have no option of not being in the mood for the Bee Gees because the Bee Gees are playing right now. Mm. And even if it's one of their down tempos, I got a friggin' walk to it. Really? Um, so yeah. Last night at the gym, uh, the radio edit version of teach me how to doogie came on in the cardio room and i'm like i can't listen to this i have to listen to the dirty one so yeah. i like start i pull it up on my phone so i could listen to the real version of it yeah that's a song i'd like to play like at a convention because all it is is drums all you'd need is like a pair of quint all you need is a set of quints and my bass drum and a jam block and you got it yeah it is a more complex it is a more complex beat than it appears to be because it's it's really syncopated I can't believe that song is like 10 years old now. Teach me how to do it. <laughs> it's such a, it's such a dirty song, but everybody's like, I'm reading the comments on like, man, this takes me back to middle school. And I'm like, wow, people are young. Well, that was part of the resurgence of the novelty dance. Cause you yeah. know, yeah. Like that you had the, um, soldier boy, like yeah. Frank and, uh, the, whip and nay nay yeah you know, a, a grand tradition that goes all the way back to the safety dance mm -hmm. i mean that dance wasn't as safe as they said so <laughs> it's yeah i don't know there are uh regular chat questions okay. this one is ever tried a grom or any of the other mini motos the new honda navi is interesting though still very just still very just scooter with grom body i have driven a, I, I rode a grom around a parking lot i thought it was a ball of laughs 
It's great. Bowl of laughs. I. You need to you need to ride a Grom with like a propeller on the top of your helmet. Um, a little awuga horn, and maybe tassels. The, there's no way you can look cool on a Grom, but that's the point. Yeah, it's an ironic type. Yeah, coolness. You know, but it's fun because it's a mini bike. It has four forward gears and a top speed of like maybe sixty two miles an hour yeah yeah hello mutter hello fada marge <laughs> Do we Lisa know? cramp granada <laughs> diego says the only one i found for a good price is in saint charles illinois but i'm in from california okay uh, are we talking about groms are we talking about grand nationals or something else i think we're Groms, maybe. Jonathan oh, um, asks, big fan of the newest Christmas song. Hey, Got me listening you. to everything else RCR out on Spotify and really enjoying it. Thanks for the good time, guys. Thank you. Thank you so much. We got five minutes here. Have you seen anything about something? The dual Carducci dual No, sport. I think it's one of the more unique renditions of a Harley Davidson. Okay. Yeah, I've been out of motorcycle culture for a while now, ever since I sold mine. and I haven't really been paying attention. Yeah. 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 Apart from the Harley Livewire, which I haven't seen in person yet. I think I talked about this before, but the only motorcycle I'm really interested in riding right now is another zero or like the little dual sport dirt bike version of that. Oh, Diego mm -hmm. was talking about Cobalt. Oh, Cobalt. Oh, probably the SS turbocharged because two of them existed. There was the turbocharged and the supercharged one. Just pay, take your pick. Cobalt take SS. Yeah. Pick. Uh oh, Moto says the Grom got a fifth gear for 2022. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Coming up in the world. We live in a society. Hey, I got some pictures out in the trunk of the giveaway car. Went to my parents the other day. They've been giving me photos now or like stuff to hang on the wall. And so... I have to go. Can I have a pan? Because there are some of them are big pictures bringing them in. Yeah. I don't know where I'm going to put them yet. I wonder if I should just keep filling up the, these two rooms downstairs for where I work on the rooms upstairs. Podcasts and content. Grayscale says something in a 2.4 SS Cobalts, but no one talks about them. How rare are 50cc bikes in Pennsylvania? Rare. Uh, like the, you know, essentially 49.9, just need a driver's license, no motorcycle needed. You don't see them because everywhere you got to go around here, you have to go on a state highway to get anywhere because everything's, I mean, it's not like Indiana where stuff's really spread out. You get out to the Midwest, but uh, around here, even towns have big hills. Like there's the big hill over there and there's Jackson Street and you know, well, West Reading was kind of, well, eh, well, you go up past you Viva, go, you got some hills you got to deal with. A little. And then you go across, then there's the Pagoda, which is just yeah. up. So it, a tiny little motor, motor scooter. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not, it's not the best terrain that you could really anticipate. Highways and hills. Uh, how's the stock trading going these days? Fan-fucking-tastic. You know, I I'm, I'm, I'm totally impartial. 
Oh, a new stock to look out for. Um, uh, R-G-E-N. Uh, Region? Yeah, uh, yeah, I think that's the stock. Let me, let me find it. We're going to talk stocks, and then we're going to wrap this up. Senior says, hi, RCR. I'm super jazzed about a, uh, about a new Miata I have on order. Ooh. If I submitted it, would you be interested in trying an ND2? Um, send me an email. Uh, I, I can't answer the, the, I am, I am, am I interested or not? Because I don't know if I am or not. Um, anything's possible. Thank you so much for uh, submitting it. Uh, the best you can do is, uh, just fill out the form. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's regular car review dot or regular car review.com. And it's there, uh, the form to fill out. Thank you. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sorry that I can't give you a personal answer, but filling out the form is the best thing you can do. Um, so we're about to wrap this up, but let's just talk stocks for just one moment. R-E-G-N. Regeneron. Regeneron Pharmaceuticals. Uh, very high price, no dividend. Currently trading at $663 a share. Uh, what they make is they make the, the, uh, the COVID cocktail. Like if you're not oh. vaccinated and uh-oh, uh-oh, it looked like the COVID plan B. Oh, that's what they make. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's just the COVID version of jungle juice. Yeah. So uh what's the max thing we can get on here? Have that okay. So yeah, the thing is they start rising in 2011. So they must have had some other products. Uh 2016, they go up and down. Where's so they were already on the rise before March 2020. And then they shot up to 622. They had a bit of a drop. Now they're back up again. So, yeah. Hmm. I should probably check my stonks. Stonks. Okay. That's our pick right now. <laughs> uh, stock price uh, on NASDAQ, REGN, uh, Regeneron Pharma Pharmaceuticals. Uh. They're definitely here to stay, but pay a dividend, you motherfuckers. Yeah. So thank you to everybody who uh, tuned in for this very short podcast. Uh, thank you to everybody who donated to Super Chat. You are paying for my therapy. Uh, and thank you to everybody who donates through Patreon. That goes toward our travel budget. And thank you to everybody who watches uh, every Monday. Any closing yeah. thoughts? Uh, none over here. Uh, just thank you so much for uh, checking out the Christmas song and the Christmas music video. I have an album coming out, hopefully within the next two weeks. It depends on uh, how long it takes for the album to get approved by the various online streaming stores. But I've been working on it very hard for the past couple of months, and I'm hopeful that people will get to enjoy it. It features full versions of some originals that I wrote as outro songs for RCR and sort of... Uh, you know, embiggened. Uh, but yeah, that uh, can't wait to share it with you guys. And thank you so much for everything. And I hope everyone has a safe and happy holiday. Maybe we'll see you on a podcast before then. So hopefully, yeah. Yeah. All right. Take care, guys. Bye. Take care. <laughs>